welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. Uh, today, I... <laughs> I am on fire. I am on fire about what I'm about to talk about today. I, I, I KK's coming in hot today. <laughs> I don't, I don't normally like to, to refer to myself in the third person, but I got to tell you this, this is on my mind and in my heart and I, in my system, man, I, I have got something to say. So buckle up for safety. <laughs> Buckle up for safety, as I often say to my clients, because we're about to take a ride. Okay. I have no idea exactly what I'm going to call this, this sucker. I know it's in the ballpark of this though. Why giving credit and attribution matters. Why giving credit and attribution matters. Why citing your sources is important why you should reference where you fucking got something from. Okay. And here we go. I'm going to come at this from a bunch of different angles, might tell a few stories, whatever, whatever. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lead off. I'm going to lead off with, I'm going to give you a little, a little sip of something. And then I'm going to come in hot with the rest of it later on. But, um, this has been on my mind, particularly lately. It's on my mind. Um, I'm not going to say all the time, but often just because we live in the age of the internet and social media, because that was a game changer. That was a game changer. Um, and also I got an email in my inbox the other day that I was just like, whoa, <laughs> like, whoa. And I'm going to, that's a little tease. I know, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you like what made me go like, holy shit. And it's also one of the inspirations of um, this episode today. So I'm just going to start. We're going to go back in the olden days, right? So I am now 54. And I can tell you this, that growing up, growing up, if you've ever heard your teacher say, keep your eyes on your own paper, stop looking at so-and-so's paper, don't copy. There was a reason for that because it's called plagiarism. When you do not come up with your own answers, when you do not come up with your own ideas, when you try and copy somebody's book report, when you would do a research paper and not cite your sources, whenever you did not give credit and attribution for somebody else's intellectual property, words, genius, ideas, your ass got in trouble. It was ingrained into those of us um, who, you know, had the privilege of going to school and learning things and maybe higher education, we were taught, first of all, not only is it uh, not right, 
right? It, not only is it not right in terms of like you're stealing somebody else's ideas, it's not even your own original thinking. It's just fucking uncool. Can we just be really transparent and honest about it? It's just really uncool to lift and steal other people's intellectual ideas, quotes, memes, drawings, music, all of it. It's just, it's just uncool. And it's really important that you give acknowledgement and credit, right? Especially when you know it's not something that you came up with. And we're going to kind of dive into that gray area of, well, what if people don't know that they're stealing? They don't know that it's not their idea. We're going to talk all about that too. But let me just say this. As a person, again, who grew up before the internet, before smartphones, before all that stuff, when we actually had to look shit up in books, encyclopedias, we had to go to the library, we had to reference our sources, where we got something from, right? Uh, you know, like there are all these the kids and like, you, you, see, you see the movies, right? Where there's always like the smart kid and people are like buying papers off that kid, right? Kids not doing their own work. You know, kids copying off each other. And I always just kind of shake my head and laugh. And I'm like, how is it? How is it that people actually get away from with this? Because when you know a person, right? If you actually really know a person and then you read something, you're often like, is that really them? Like, did they really write that? Because they don't sound like that, talk like that, use that language, use those words, right? Writers have their own unique voice. It's, it's like a little, it's like a little, like I can hear just like with my sweetie. You know, my sweetie listens to a professional musician, multi-instrumentalist, singer, songwriter, producer, all the stuff, right? Wicked talented, wicked talented. Um, but his playing has a signature sound. So even though he's always on YouTube, he's always like learning and researching and watching and listening. He also like right behind me, for those of you who are watching, right? The show, not listening. So what I'm doing right now is I just spun my chair backwards and I'm pointing to a grate. I'm pointing to a floor vent underneath the blue seat cushion thing in my, in my room. I'm pointing to that floor vent, right? It goes right down, right? Goes down into the basement where my sweetie's music studio is. And so I always hear his playing coming up through the vents when he's down there noodling around and stuff like that, right? I've been to enough gigs. I know his playing. So for example, he'll be on his phone. I'll come downstairs from where the magic happens up here, right? I'll go downstairs and he'll be watching a video and I can't see what it is, but I hear it. And I'll say to him, is that you playing? And he'll say, yes. And I'll say, I know you're playing because I recognize his quote unquote voice, right? I recognize his sound. So this is what I'm trying to say. When you copy other people and you try to parrot them or just regurgitate them. You're robbing yourself of discovering your own unique sound. You are robbing yourself of discovering your own unique voice. Now, I understand in the beginning, because I, I saw it blatantly and rampantly in the yoga world, right? A lot of times I say, I call them baby yoga teachers, right? So as soon as like, as soon as like baby yoga teachers are born, meaning they go and take their first training or they go and take a first workshop or whatever, you know, they take their 200 hour training or whatever they're doing. And then they immediately go out and start teaching. They will often just parrot 
shit that they heard their own teachers saying because they haven't developed their own voice, their own vocabulary, their own confidence to understand. They haven't, they haven't embodied it enough yet, the information and the language and the wisdom and the knowledge to make it their own. So they just kind of like vomit back up like what their teachers said to them. So it's like, you know, in the beginning, they're just kind of like trying on the voice of somebody else until they eventually become themselves. And hopefully, dear God, baby Jesus in a walnut shell, they will take the time to study some more, read some more, take workshops, somatically get it in their body, let their brain expand, right? And not take shortcuts. And we're going to circle back to that whole not taking shortcuts things in a minute. But the first point that I want to make is that um, it's just really uncool to steal shit from people, especially when you know that you're doing it. So like I said, I got this email the other day and I'm not going to tell you about it just yet, just that I wanted to bring it back up. And that really inspired me starting to think about it. But then something else happened yesterday for me, which is this. So I wrote an email, okay? Uh, in the email, I had a picture of these um, sparkly. So I wear a lot of like Converse sneakers, a lot of Chucks. And I have a pair that are like sparkly, sparkly silver. Okay. And I love to wear them, A, because they're just wicked fun. They feel like I have magic on my feet. <laughs> you guys know me. I'm really into like magic and Merlin and wizards and like alchemy and like just the divine process of transformation and spell casting, like just the whole thing. I'm fascinated by the magic of it all. So they make me feel a little magical. And they also remind me of the Wizard of Oz. So I did this whole thing about with that picture, right? Why I love to wear my chucks. And I talk about the Wizard of Oz and all the spiritual uh, symbology in the Wizard of Oz and the metaphysical metaphors of the Wizard of Oz. And I break it down and I boil it down to basically like, so at the end, the Tin Man and the, the Cowardly Lion and, um, you know, uh, the, the Scarecrow, they all learn eventually that what they were seeking was within them all along. They always had the brains, they had the smarts, they had the heart, and they had the courage, right? It was always within them. And I write this whole thing and I send it out into the world. Okay. Um, I worked kind of late, you know, the night that I wrote that, that, that um, newsletter. And right before I shut down my computer, right, um, like Facebook, was open. And all of a sudden, you know, in your Facebook feed, like stuff is just there, like Facebook is feeding you stuff. So I look up and I see this post and it catches my eye. Um, and I read the post and I think, what the fuck? <laughs> because I had just talked about the yellow brick road and like the whole shebang. Right. And I'm like, this is really strange that somebody else that I know also just did this thing. And I thought, well, you know, sometimes, you know, as a spiritual, as a, as a spiritual teacher, as a spiritual mentor, you know, I'm always talking about like the collective unconscious and the collective conscious, and it's all one big mind. And, you know, like, and we've heard uh, like Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, um, big magic talks about that, how an idea will come to somebody. And if they don't hold on to it, right, whether it's a book idea or a personal essay or whatever the thing is, and if that person isn't open and receptive to it, it will like leave and it will, and it will like uh, go find somebody else, right? It's, it's really fascinating um, idea. And so I thought, well, you know, sometimes maybe multiple ideas come to people at the same time, but then I thought to myself, but wait, sometimes you just know Sometimes you're just like, oh yeah, well, 
everybody's been talking about X, Y, and Z lately because of what's going on in the larger world, right? There are those times when multiple, um, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, speakers, um, podcasters, whatever, people, influencers, people who post a lot are on the same zeitgeist, right? They're talking about the same stuff because it's kind of in the collective consciousness, right? But then, then there are times when what I'm seeing written or what I'm hearing, and not just my own stuff, right? In other places as well. Like I really pay attention to the shit that my friends post. I, I start to understand the vibe of my people. So I can recognize something as like, oh, that's a Simone post, or that sounds just like my friend Emmeline, or oh, that sounds just like so-and-so, right? I get a feel, especially my friends who are writers, right? I get a feel for their voice. So I can recognize it. It's not just my own stuff. So I can usually tell when other people are like lifting shit from my friends as well, right? But there are just times when it's way too similar to happen by chance. Like the words, the phrasing, the idea is just way too similar to happen by chance. That is when I will take an extra second to investigate. Um, I always say in another life, another job, I would have been really good. I always said I would have loved to, besides being Dr. Doolittle and talking to the animals. <laughs> Besides that, right? I would have been really good, I think, as um as a librarian, uh, and but also a detective. I love playing detective, okay, because I'm fascinated and I'm curious, right? And I like to get I like to get to the bottom of things. So I was like, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to research this, and I go and I look, and I'm like, hey, did this person who just posted are they on my email newsletter list? I'm like, I don't even know if they are, right? So I go and I check and I see, well, the person who just posted this very fucking similar thing to what I just wrote, they are indeed still on my email list. And then I go to the exact email I just sent that I had just sent out a couple of hours before. And I look and I see exactly when that person actually opened and read my email. And then I go and see the timestamp of when they made their posts. And I thought, son of a bitch. And I just kind of shake my head. And here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the lesson I want somebody out there to get into here. It doesn't cost you anything to give credit and attribution to the original source. It doesn't cost you anything. And we're, I'm going to cycle back to this because this is important. I'm going to come back to this again in a minute. It doesn't cost you anything except maybe a little bit of your pride, a little bit of your ego is going to suffer, right? In some way you think, because you, you're, you're not giving credit to somebody else. Like to give credit to somebody else somehow feels like you're sacrificing something or you're giving something away. Okay. I have always been taught by my teachers, not by necessarily anything that they said, but by who they were being and what they did. My main teachers, when I look back over my life, and I've had a ton of teachers, and when I look back at the teachers who I've stayed with or the teachers who continue to teach me, even beyond the grave, continue to teach me, one of the things that they have in common, right? And I can think of like my spiritual teachers. I can think of like uh, Marianne Williamson. I can think about, um, you know, Gandhi. I can think about Mr. Rogers. I can think about Eknath Ashwaran. I can think about Andre Debus in the terms of, of writing and, and more and more and more. I've, I've had a lot of teachers. One thing that they all have in common is that when they're about to say something or present something, it will sound something like this. Okay. It will sound something like Leo Tolstoy once said, a Course in Miracles says, I learned this from the Bhagavad Gita. 
right? When I learned that, when I read Gandhi's thing on this, when I read Martin Luther King's on this, and I realized he was saying this, they all point to where they got brilliant ideas from. And then they could go on to be like, and this is what I took away from it. This is what my interpretation is. This is where now you are bringing together the original source and then your own play on that, how you receive that in your own body, what that made you think of, how you apply that in your own work. It costs you nothing to give credit. I'm going to come back to this. Okay. So this is like my age group right? Again, I'm in my fifties. So I think that there's a certain age of us who were actually taught in school. This is how you give credit. This is how you give attribution. This is how you cite a source and why it's important and why it's important. There's something about integrity at play here, being self-integral, very important. Now I will say this, I have some friends who are a little bit younger than me in their thirties. I don't know. Sometimes I think that age group, they call them what the millennials or whatever. And I have often seen people that I feel comfortable enough, maybe saying something to post something. And I'll say, Hey, actually that came from this. Now it's not that I'm watchdogging anybody. I'm not here to shame anybody. I'm not trying to blame anybody. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad or guilty or wrong or weird, but it is important. I think especially if you have a privilege as a white person and you are sharing stuff from maybe a, a person of color or um, a person of another um, community that maybe doesn't get the mic all that often. See it online all the time. So I'm not afraid to just send a little note and say, hey, actually that comes from A Course in Miracles or hey, actually that came from Maya Angelou or hey, actually that came from so-and-so, right? That came from somebody who wasn't you. <laughs> or sometimes people will just put a quote up there and they'll attribute it to like Brene Brown. And I'll be like, actually, so-and-so said this first. If I know who said it, only if I catch it. And it's not like I do it, like, again, like I make it my full-time job to like stalk people and saying, you're wrong, you did a bad thing. It's not like that. But if it catches my eye and I go, hey, and I know that person well enough, I'll send a little private note. Here's another thing. I don't do it publicly. I don't do it to shame people. Send them a little private note and say, hey, you might want to know that. In case you didn't know, da, 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 right? You might want to investigate this a little further, a little farther, whatever it is, right? Because it's important for a gazillion reasons. But a lot of times, you know, this is the other thing too. I'll never forget this. And I'm going to come back to the millennials in a second. I'll never forget somebody saying to me, a guy who has made um, a lot of money in the, in the world of marketing and promoting, okay? Um, I'll never forget him saying to me, introverts often have the best ideas first, but the extroverts and the marketers often beat them to market, beat them to like promoting it and putting it out there. So a lot of times you'll see the extroverts or the very ambitious or the people who don't really give a shit about giving credit, they'll hear something. They'll go to a lecture. They'll go to a class. They'll watch a webinar. They'll see a post and they'll grab it and they might have a bigger platform. So they start, they start shouting it out. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
oh, they're the originator of the idea just because they brought it to the masses first and fastest. Okay, back to the millennial. Pond, just ponder that for a second. Because when I heard that, that stopped me in my tracks for a moment. And I was like, shit, you are so right. And I remember that, um, you know, there are, there's certain phrases that I use, like your story to your glory. Like I came up with that, right? Um, and then somebody else once said to me when, when a, a famous book came out, right? And uh, that kind of language was like, they're like, was this person like reading your stuff? And I'm like, look, I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe they just did a thing. And I said, but I can just prove that I've been using it for years, way before that it ever came to market, right? So it's just like, you can see how it would show up in somebody's business. And that can be really frustrating for people who don't have big platforms or don't have whatever, because because you don't have the, the machine behind you to get your words or your voice or your message or whatever out there, if somebody else who's famous or has a bigger platform than you, you know, says your thing or says that thing, it makes it look like you're the one who's stealing and copying, copying even though it may have originated with you. So, and this is where like with the internet and stuff, the, just the exposure and access to information, it can get a little weird. So coming back to my younger friends who are millennials, right? So there've been a couple of times when I've seen maybe one of them post something and I'll be like, hey, just so you know, da, 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 da. And they'll say to me like, oh God, like, I just don't know how, I don't really know how to give attribution. Like, like this isn't something that like we were taught. And here's the truth, right? A lot of the millennials, a lot of the younger kids, they didn't come up with going to the library and having encyclopedias and having to look words up in the dictionary. Like everything was just available all the time online. And it is like the wild, wild west on the internet. There is so much shady shit and like shootouts going on. Like there's there's a lot, like the, the tumbleweeds rolling down the thing and like whatever. People, there's like no rules, there's no law. People just cut, paste, borrow, steal, filter, do all this shit. And I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen a lot of people get really rich, basically just recycling old information and calling it their own. There's a few, uh, few people, few women, few men who've, who've gotten huge followers posting the wisdom of others, but calling it their own. This isn't a show where I have to do name calling. I'm just saying, we see you. And those of us who are paying attention, we see it and it's not cool. And if you want to, you want to lose me as a follower faster than whatever, I don't follow, first of all, quote unquote, I might check in, like I might enjoy other people's content. I don't consider myself a quote unquote follower of <laughs> pretty much anybody. Um, so I don't really like that. I don't like that word. Right. Um, but that's what they say on the internet. But I will, I will quickly unfriend, unfollow, whatever, if I'm seeing some shady shit and I'm like, yeah, that's gross. Like, no, not doing that. Want to see me never buy your book or your course or your program? Be a little thief, be a little IP thief. Okay, here's the thing. So a lot of millennials have said to me, I've actually been asked several times, will you do a workshop on this? Will you help us, KK? Will you like teach us about this stuff? Oh, I think about it. I think about it. One day, maybe I'll do it. I'm not an IP attorney. I don't know all the ins and outs legally. I just know emotionally how it feels in my body. I just know how it 
like kind of grates against my core values. You know what I'm saying? Kind of drives me nuts. And I don't like it when it's done to myself, but I really don't like it when it's done to my friends either. Okay. So now I'm going to say like, so this isn't like a workshop, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to point some things out and maybe some of this will be, be helpful to you. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, I see people stealing shit all the time. It's not cool. And, you know, for, for those of us who are a little bit older, like one of those rules was, right, these kind of unspoken things is just be humble, do good work, don't be looking for the credit, don't be looking for it, right? Like just be humble, you'll eventually get the credit. If you just put your head down, work hard and do it, you'll get the credit. In this day and age, a lot of times, no, you won't. Because other people who are slicker than you, faster than you, more marketing genius than you or whatever, they'll swoop in and it can be like taken like right out from underneath your feet. So I don't think there's anything wrong with like, you know, you know, doing a little like, hey, pointing out like, hey, you may have gotten that from me because um, you were just in my class. <laughs> you, you, you might think that this, this brilliant idea is yours because you like just kind of took it in and you, you went a little like uh, whatever, you just absorbed it and just magically thought those were your words. But this is why you got to watch your mind like a hawk. You have to be really honest with yourself. You have to be willing to be really, really, really honest with yourself because the reality of it is, look, I used to see this in yoga all the time. Okay. Well, there's a thing about yoga teacher bios that always makes me laugh because it always starts with like, so-and-so has been practicing yoga for this many years, right? They're already trying to just like say it's been, it's been this many years. So, you know, like I'm not new to this. I've been around the block for a while. And then they'll say they, I did my, they did their training at so-and-so name some school, Kripalu, whatever, whatever, you know, Josie's friggin' whatever school. Right. And then they'll be like, and they have studied with, and then it's just like, they just stop, bam, bam, Sean Corn, this one, that one, that one. They just start naming all these things. What you often see on the local level though, is that a lot of local yoga teachers come up through a local studio. They come up learning from getting inspired by wanting to become a teacher because of the teachers that were locally teaching them. And then they go off and they get their YTT and then they take like a weekend workshop and yoga flow, blah, blah, blah. And then it's time they get their first teaching gig and it's time to write their bio and they'll just skip over all their local teachers. They'll skip over their local mentors and they'll go right for the big names. Multifold though. Sometimes it might be subconscious. They don't even know they're doing it. But a lot of times they do that shit out of fear. They think it makes them look cooler to associate themselves with those bigger names. And they're often afraid to, to share the local people because sometimes the fear thought is if I share where I got all this good stuff from to on, you know, and use a local person's name, I might lose my students to that other teacher. I'm afraid to acknowledge that they were a little bit ahead of me because they come out and they just want to automatically be peers with other teachers, even if those other teachers have been teaching 5, 10, 15, 20 years longer than them. And I just kind of shake my head. Like, I just think it's insane and ridiculous, right? I just laugh. And I'm just like, you can't actually be peers, peers. And I don't mean you're not equal as human beings. We are all lovable. We are all worthy. We are all fantastic, right? We're all works in progress and we're all spiritually beautiful, divine creatures. And some of us have skill sets. Some people have skill sets way beyond me in other areas and stuff of life, right? 
So what's the harm in just acknowledging that you were inspired by that you learned from this other person? It's because your ego mind doesn't want to allow you to acknowledge your own teacher because you're afraid. And because you want to skip a bunch of steps and go right to that earned respect, but you haven't put in the time, you haven't put in the hours, you haven't learned the lessons, and you don't have their skill set and their knowledge. So just accept it. Stop fighting it. You will get there in your own time. Earn that shit. Earn it. Earn it through doing the work and taking the classes and fucking up and making mistakes. Like earn your stripes, earn your badges. You know what I'm saying? But people just want to hop, skip and jump right up. I see it all the time on the internet. And I just want to take these people and just say to them, look, you're worthy and lovable just where you are right now, where you're at. You don't have to try to be better than you don't have to skip this and pretend you get to say, I don't know. You get to say, I'm still learning. You also get to be wicked excited about the shit you just learned, but tell people where you learned it from. You know, when I used to live and work with Marion Williamson, one of my jobs, right? One of my jobs was keeping an eye out for how her famous, famous piece. It's not, people call it a poem or a quote. It wasn't even, it was just part of the prose of her book. It was part of just her writing, right? In the book. I think it's page 191 or something um, of uh, A Return to Love. You know, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that frightens. We think, who am I to be? Like, you know, the whole, that whole one. So it's like, one part of my job, because at some point it started to get misattributed to Nelson Mandela. Then it was in the movie Coach Kata. And then like everybody and their brother and sister was like Nelson Mandela said, I'm like, when is Nelson Mandela ever said, who am I to be gorgeous, talented and fabulous? I'm like, Nelson Mandela doesn't talk like that. That is not his voice. That is totally Marianne Williamson. So part of my job when is I would see it misattributed and misquoted, right? Like online, this was like really the beginning of the internet, like 1995, six or so. When I was working there, right, working with her, six or seven, actually, six, it was probably like 97, closer to that. Um, and like, that was part of my gig. So I was actually trained to look for these things. That's also part of it. Maybe that's another reason why this stuff is also really important to me, because I really respect my fellow artists. I really respect my musicians and my dancers and my painters and, and my poets and my writer friends, the people who create and craft the people who work really hard to get good at what they do, the years that they spend in their expertise, the years and the time and the money, right? The energy, right? The passion that they pour into getting better at discovering their own genius, their own voice, and they're sharing their stuff. And then here comes some little shit who doesn't want to do the time, who wants to just lift something and share it. And let me tell you something, listen up, listen up. Changing one word in a sentence doesn't make it yours. I've seen people literally take a quote of Mary Ann's, change one word, and then do a dash and put their name on it. And I just think to myself, how do you sleep at night? Like, how do you, how does that become okay in your mind? Like, what kind of long division, what kind of crazy long math have you done to end up at, oh, that's okay what I just did? And maybe it's because people don't know. And that's partly why I'm doing this podcast. If you're somebody who listens to this, maybe something that I say today will land for you. And if you're feeling me, just double amen hand. Send me a little note. Let me know that you're feeling me. Send me a DM. Shout out. Share this episode somewhere. 
because I think it's really, really, really important. Okay. People just try to kind of like fast track. They try to fast track and jump over. Remember like, who was it? Who did the 10,000 hours, right? If it takes 10,000 hours to really start to become good or a little masterful at something, it's like, come on. And those of us who come up in lineages, like people who come up in lineages of like martial arts and stuff, they'll say, this is my sensei, right? We know to respect those who have come before us, right? It doesn't mean if they start to get weird, we don't question it. I'm not talking about joining a cult or being a zombie. Have your own critical thinking, use your own mind. I'm just talking about, right? So you'll hear me when I talk. Hey, you know, Course in Miracles said this, Andre Debus said this, Ashwaran said this. It doesn't cost me anything. In fact, what it does is it actually earns me a little bit of respect because what it shows deep down inside is that I'm not afraid to give credit to those who I learned from, who have helped me to become who I am. That wisdom, right? Whether it's from books or courses or coaching or mentoring or sessions or whatever. It doesn't cost me anything to be like, hey, my friend Marianne C said this. Hey, my friend Meg said this. Hey, my friend da 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 said this. I first read this and I'll, you hear me all the time. I'll never forget the first time I heard this. This is where I was. This is who I think said it. And if there's something that I know I'm saying that didn't come from me and I can't remember, I just say, I can't remember for the life of me who I learned this from. But I will Google it first and I will try. I will spend time trying to find out where a quote or a source came from because it's important to me. It matters to me. It's part of my integrity with myself. Doesn't mean I get it 100% perfect, but damn better sure that I try to. I do my best to. Doesn't mean something hasn't slipped past me in my brain over the years, but I really do try to do it. It, it means a lot to me. Okay. It doesn't cost you anything to give credit, but let me tell you how it might cost you if you don't. Because I will tell you this, when I see people pulling that shit online, when I see people posting other people's pictures and not giving credit, now sometimes they're my, I'm not talking about when a photographer takes pictures of you and then says, these are now your pictures, you own them. I don't mean that. I mean, when I know somebody has taken a picture and use it as a post. And somebody else pulls that picture over and doesn't say, this came from my friend so-and-so. It will cost you because when you get caught, not only will it cost you personally, meaning the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment, the awfulness, the ickiness of finding out you plagiarized or getting caught being a sneaky little shit, it feels so gross. It feels so awful. And if you've never had it done, if you never get caught cheating, if you never got caught stealing, if you never had that particular imprint, right, from when you were a kid, let me tell you, it does not feel good. For me, it was like, I don't know if I ever got caught stealing candy pots. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that awful feeling when you're like, oh, not somebody doesn't feel bad because they're telling you they're bad. It feels bad because you betrayed your own self-respect. You betrayed your own self. So it costs you in that way, but it will also cost you professionally because if a bunch of people find out or even just that one person finds out that you stole their shit or you stole their friend shit or you did something sneaky or underhanded or backroom or just not cool, 
they will refer to you. They don't want to do business with you. They might unfriend or unfollow you. There are consequences to not being integral. Now, I'm finally going to tell you the story about the email that came into my inbox. Okay, so I've been doing a lot of unsubscribing lately. I'm trying to simplify, right? I don't want too much information coming in. I don't want to consume too much of other people's content. I'm being wicked discerning and wicked particular and picky about who I'm letting into my sphere of influence, right? So there's a woman that I follow, an online um uh, I don't, do I follow her? I go on and off her list. It depends on, on how I'm feeling, but she usually does really interesting content. And I just think she's kind of a hot shit and she's funny and she's British. She's, in, she's from England. Okay. So the other day I get an email from her and it literally says in the subject line, right? Somebody's name has stolen my course has stolen my thing. In fact, I'm going to pull it up so I can make sure that I'm reading it exactly right because I don't want to, okay, exactly. So this is, this is the subject line that I got from this person. Important. My course has been copied by, and then she names the little thief and she says in parentheses, a long-term client and friend. And I think, what the fuck is happening right now? Okay. Important. My course has been copied by so-and-so names, the person longtime client and friend. The reason why I'm not sharing names here, because I'm not here to create drama or to gossip or whatever, because it's not about the who's it's about the what for me. And I'm like, holy shit. And I open up the email and there's a little, like a little description. This is what's going on. This is what's happened. And then it's like their version of don't take my word for it. Here's the proof. And there's a series of screenshots, like just inside the courses and seeing the names of the lessons, the language, the order of things. Like it is like, holy shit, like full on displays. Now, a lot of times this copycat stuff gets handled behind the scenes. Somebody will have their lawyer send a cease and desist letter. Somebody, I've done it myself a couple of times. I had to send a message to somebody saying, hey, I already told the story one time of how this guy totally copied my whole website page, my whole offer, copied it exact word for word for word for word for word. I found out about it. I called him on the phone, had a little conversation with him. I wasn't mean, actually. I, that's a story for another day. I've already told it on another episode. I don't remember which one. Maybe the copycat episode. I think I told it there. Um, but so anyways, um, you know, I'm like, holy shit, she's got screenshots. And then, then the most fascinating thing for me of all is at the very bottom, there was another screenshot of their communication of what the person who was stolen from said and wrote to the person who stole from her. And she basically said, hey, it's come to my attention that you've done this thing. She breaks it all down. It was the response that blew my mind. And when I tell you this person just led with, poor me, poor me, you don't know, I've been sick, I haven't been feeling well, blah, like, just like gas, like not taking responsibility. I'm looking at it. I'm like proof right in front of my face that this person not only was a friend and a student of this other person was actually in the course that they stole from, like, to, or had access to it, right? 
took the information, repackaged it, repurposed it. I mean, it was so fucking creepy. And I'm like, oh my God. And then their response was they chose to. This is where the you see the ego mind at work. You see all the defenses go up. You see all the fear happening rather than just owning it, admitting it, apologizing, saying, I'm so sorry. I'll take it down. I'll change it. I mean, our friendship means more to like, there are a thousand better ways they could have handled it. But what they did is they started with the boo hoo hoo poor me story. You don't understand. They're not that similar. I'm like, are you looking at the same fucking screenshots that I'm looking at? And then they went on to say, I'm not going to change it. Blah, 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 blah. And, and like, right now, I was just like, gaslighting, bobbing and weaving, ducking and rolling, not taking, uh, not taking responsibility for their choice and what they did. And I was like, wow, this just leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. And I am telling you, if you don't think word is spreading, I see it. Word is spreading. And I'm like, that person's business is about to lose all its credibility, all its no like trust factor, all its good faith, I'm not saying there won't be a still a few people who like see her side and burp, 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 because you know how it goes. But I'm telling you, I was like, this is what it's like. I was like, now it was just a straight out call out. And she let her whole list know. And she's got a big list. And I'm like, ooh. And then it was posted on the socials. And I'm like, ooh. And I'm just like, because there's going to come a time when people are just going to get tired of this shit. People are going to say, I'm not doing this anymore. And there's going to be repercussions. This is what I'm trying to say. It costs you nothing to give credit. In fact, it makes you look more secure and confident and stable within yourself. That you aren't afraid to share where you got something from. Cost you nothing to say, I first learned this from. I'm so happy I got to study with this person where I learned this thing from. This quote is from, do your homework. Don't be lazy. Don't try to fast track. Don't try to skip, hop, and jump over the time earned to have the wisdom your own. And it takes a lot of time and energy, you guys, to come up with something that's kind of an original process, to come up with an original sound or an original voice. People have worked diligently. They have poured their heart, their soul, their spirit, their energy, their time, their money, their resources into trying to do something in a way that is their own and is helpful to others. So to try to go in and fast track it, and it's just uncool. It's not loving. And if you want to say that you're a spiritual intuitive coach and you're a spiritually minded this and you're a hot scented that and you're a burp, 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 that, then you better get your core values right. You better get your alignment right. And your actions better be matching your words. And if they're not, it will cost you because people will start to think you're full of shit. They won't trust you. They won't do business with you. They won't refer to you. And they will tell others, if you don't think that shit doesn't get told behind doors, if you don't think that there aren't text messages, voice messages, and boxes and DMs about, did you see what happened over there? Not out of gossipiness. It's friends looking out for friends. It's friends saying, hey. And I have left, I have left programs. I have left programs when I started to see shady shit. I don't care. Like, I, I don't care that I once left Kripalu. 
I drove all the way out to Kripalu four hours to go study with this at the time, quote unquote, rock star yoga teacher. Spent, spent a couple of hours watching how they talked to the people, not only their assistants, but the people they were teaching. How condescending and arrogant and rude and obnoxious. You know what I did? I went back to my room, got my shit, got in my car and I left. And I'm like, I'm not spending the weekend with this asshole. I don't care how famous he is. I'm not doing this. I am not giving my energy to this. I am not giving my time. And I'm definitely not supporting this behavior with my presence. So you guys, this is an invitation to just kind of take a look at how you want to be in business, how you want to show up, how you want to do things. And if you've made mistakes in the past, maybe you want to make amends and apologize. Can't always build a better past, as they say. You can't always fix it. But how you fix and heal the past is you do better going forward. It's got to matter to you. It's part of integrity. And if it doesn't matter to you, I don't know what to say, but I'm telling you, that vibe won't play long term. I I'm in the long game. I'm in, I'm in the long game as a creative, as a writer, as a speaker, as an entrepreneur, as a spiritual mentor, as a podcaster. Like I'm in the, I'm in the long game. I'm not here to skip steps. I like to learn. I like to take my time and I'd like to give credit to the people who I was lucky enough to learn from. So this is just my intervention, like not an intervention. Maybe it is an intervention. <laughs> it's an intervention perhaps, but it's also an invitation. It's an invitation to slow the fuck down. Take a look at who you're being, how you're being, how you're showing up online, how you're showing up uh, in your business, you know, and like, what do you want to do and who do you want to be? What are your core values? What matters to you? And again, I'm going to say it one more time costs you nothing to give the credit, but it could cost you everything if you don't. So let's leave it with that. Thank you so much for listening. I know I talk fast. I know it was coming in hot. We can unbuckle now. <laughs> oh, I got to go get my, my car service, my, my uh, RAV4. I'm getting my little RAV4. I'm getting new tires put on. I got to get it uh, inspected because it is my birthday month. Um, so you guys, Look, wherever you go, what do I always say at the end of this show? Wherever you go, leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Meaning don't go there and steal shit. Don't go there and make a mess. Don't go there and dump all your stuff. Like go and spread love. Go spread the good word. Do the love shout out. Support people, love people, help people. Don't leave people worse off for you having been there. Let them be happier for your presence. Let them be happier for you having been there, okay? Wherever you go, may you spread the love and may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time friendship and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. 
And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>